This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. (laughs) It's going good, actually. Good. I'm glad to hear that. We're coming to you with our Wednesday case this week, and this is our MMIW case. Yes. So, you know, be prepared to be pissed because that's how these cases always make me. But we have committed to bring attention to the missing and murdered Indigenous women cases all year this year. So, yeah, we did have an interesting comment this week from uh, someone who wanted to know why we are not covering missing and murdered white men. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Good Lord. Well, have you got a week? For me to answer that question. Oh, basically, we said um, you should probably form your own channel and start reporting on that if it's that important to you. But uh, we're going right. to stick with MMIW since they are, uh, you know, piling up and underserved and underreported. But uh, that one got me. That was a new one. That was a new <laughs> one. That was very strange to me. I, mm, I don't even know what to say about that. And of course, yeah. you know, every race, every gender has people who get murdered. But are there groups of people who are particularly being targeted not investigated correctly ignored well we know there are don't we yeah so because it's march so we've already done a bunch of these cases yeah yeah and man they feel like cookie cutters of of one another sometimes but we're gonna trudge on because we have to continue to you know shine light in dark places but uh Anyway, so so there you have it. <laughs> right. That right, blew my mind. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very tone-deaf comment, yeah. I think. Well, let's let's bring attention to where attention is due. Yes. This is Shauna Evans. And Shauna was 12 years old when she was murdered on April um In April of 1991, she went missing in Anchorage, Alaska. She was at first considered a runaway at 12, you know, as you do. Like you do. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't care if she is a runaway at 12. You freaking look for her. Where are the goddamn helicopters? Yeah. 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 So, unfortunately, she was found. So, she went missing in April of 91. She was found on June 8th of 91, her body beaten. Uh, She was obviously beaten to death. Blunt force trauma was her cause of death. And she was found in downtown Anchorage. Wow. Now, let me tell you a little bit about her. She, um, in 1991, her mother said she came home 
After she came home and changed clothes, she left with a friend and I didn't see her again. So she just went out with a friend and was supposed to be coming home. Her mom said she was not the kind of kid who didn't come home. That this was not, this was, you know, how many times have we heard this? This is not the kind of kid to run away. We haven't had this experience with this child before. Mm-hmm. And yet, what do we have? Boom, run away. No yeah. one looks for her. And she's missing yeah. for months and found deceased. But here's the thing that you need to understand about Shauna. Shauna was not from Anchorage. Shauna was from the Nunavak Island in the middle of the Bering Sea. So she is, was an indigenous person to Alaska. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to tell you a little bit about the Nunavak Island. So it is a volcanic island off the shore from the delta of the Yukon and, oh, I knew I was going to have to say this and couldn't remember how to say it, Kushkoquim rivers in the state of Alaska. Okay. So it's basically the largest island in the Bering Sea, which, friends, does not mean it's large. It's a very small place. I'm going to post a picture here. This is what the cliffs of Nunavak Island look like into the Bering Sea. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, The residents there, there are around 200 permanent residents on Nunavak Island. They all, for the most part, speak English. And um, lots of them do go to the mainland into Alaska to go to school and, you know, have opportunities, which is exactly what Shauna did. Let me tell you that finding her body in some trash in downtown Anchorage, Alaska, is all of the investigation that has been done. There have been reminders of her death. She's, it's now been 30 years, but the police just consider it to be a dead end. There was for a while an officer on her case, but there's just, he basically just said, "Eh, can't find anything. We're done. For real. 12 year old girl, guys. This just blows me the freak away. Yeah. Now Alaska has a huge problem with missing and murdered indigenous people and local police departments have actually started doing some work on it. So I wanted to talk to you about um, Bristol Bay in Alaska. There's been a lot of work done there. Um, to work on this issue. And actually there's a tribal judge, Ingrid Cumberledge, and she was appointed the first, the state's first missing and murdered indigenous persons coordinator. She is Aleut and Lingit and she's from Sandpoint. And um, so she's working to help bring awareness Um, There are also a bunch of local, like, small law enforcement offices that have started cold case uh, teams to try to solve some of these cases and to try to figure out what's going on in Alaska. So there's been some work done, and it was actually Alaska who got the, oh, what's it called, Katie, The, the Savannah Gray Wind. Oh, 
Savannah's law. The Savannah's Act, yeah. The Savannah's Act. It was a representative from Alaska that presented that and did some oh, work. Right. That, there's there's yeah. actually been more work out of Alaska, I think, than any other state mm-hmm. to try to work on this issue because actually um, per capita, they're number one. They, okay. last that I saw, there are 300 missing and murdered indigenous women in Alaska. And you consider wow. for the population of Alaska, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So this poor little girl, Shauna Evans, at least for her mother's sake, they found her body. So they do know what happened to her. Kind of. Her, yeah. her, her kind of, yeah. I mean, her family has pretty much all now died off, including her parents. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was so very little evidence taken in this case that there really wasn't anything for DNA or other forensic stuff. Yeah. They just, they just didn't really care. I gotta say, they really just didn't really care. Because yeah. there's really wasn't even anything. Like people have come back and said, okay, but it was 30 years ago. What about DNA and fingerprints and stuff? And they're like, oh, we just don't really have much. They just well, didn't really do you that. can imagine that there was at the time. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to share this case with you, mostly to bring attention to what's going on in Alaska and also to bring attention to Shauna Evans' life, and we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask Katie for a cold read on what happened to poor little Shauna Evans. Okay. Life is complicated. The last year has been so hard on sensitive people. So many uncertainties and so much heavy energy to wade through. People are working on jobs and relationships, energy work, self-development, and health. So why call me? Because my clients are my family, when you invite me onto your team, I will do all that I can to help you shift from a place of surviving to a place of thriving. I can help you shift from uncertainty, stress, fear, lack, into a place of joy, peace, clarity, and abundance. Give me a call. Katie Weaver, Professional Psychic Advisor, over at 12listen.com. And we are back. And this is our MMIW case of the week. And this is the murder of Shauna Evans. She was 12 years old when she was murdered in downtown Anchorage, Alaska. Shauna, however, is an indigenous uh, Alaskan. And she was originally from Nunavak Island. And uh, her family came to Anchorage so that she could get an education. And unfortunately, she wandered off with a friend one afternoon and was never seen from again, never heard from again. This was in April of 1991. And by June 8th of 1991, her body was found. and She had been beaten to death. So, Katie, I'm going to ask you to share your read on this. What do you think happened to Shauna? So I feel like at some point in the afternoon, she and the friend parted ways. I feel like the friend was headed home and so was she. And she was alone for a little bit. And I feel like she was grabbed. What I see is that she was grabbed by two men 
and put into a car. Uh, happened super quick. And she was taken by traffickers. These were human traffickers who mm. thought she was older than she was. I feel like she was taken to, I see some kind of like a, a, a I want to say a basement house, you know, like a house that's mm. only on stairs or maybe that's not it, but it, she was in, taken into a basement in mm. some kind of a house. There were quite a few other women there that had also been kidnapped uh, and taken there. Not all kidnapped from Anchorage, but from around the state. And they were all, you know, they were holding them here to basically transport them all together. Uh, But she was a lot younger than they thought she was. And I feel like they, pardon me, I feel like she she was alive for a little while. I don't feel like she died the day that she was snatched. I feel like she was held with these other women for a little while while they were basically getting together, getting a head count of how many women they were trafficking. Mm -hmm. And so she was kept alive for a while. Uh, Ultimately though, she was basically found. uh, And I was curious about that because, you know, traffickers do take children, you know, but in this case, she was not the age that they wanted. They, she, they thought she was quite a lot older than she was and they couldn't just turn her loose because she, you know, had seen them and had, you know, was aware of what was happening there. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it was at that point that she, they had to make her go away. And so she was, uh, I do think she was sexually assaulted multiple times while she was in their custody. And um, then, yeah, someone was told to get rid of her and they did. I feel like there were women there who tried to protect her and tried to take care of her mm-hmm. uh, in the best that they could. I'm not a hundred percent clear as I look at it, how long she was alive, but it was more than a couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. There was, a, yeah, a, she was missing from April to June before her body. was Yeah. Found. Yeah. It was a while that she was kept alive and kept in um, this, uh, in this place. Yeah. But again, at the end of the day, I feel like when they went to transport, they didn't choose to take her. And so they killed her and just, yep, stuffed her in some garbage and sent her on her way. And I feel like the people who were responsible for that uh, did traffic a fair amount of women out of Anchorage that day. But again, they, they killed her rather than take her because she was too little to go with them. And it is so enormously sad that they didn't just let her go. You know, I mean, it's enormously sad that it happened at all, but, you know, this was a true case of trafficking or attempted trafficking. And then for, you know, whatever reasons they decided not to take her with, I feel like they were working on gathering 20 women. And that's why they kept them for a while locked in this basement. Uh, just, mm-hmm. you know, they were trying to come up with 20 for some mm-hmm. reason. Yep. 20 gotcha. was- Twenty was the number that they were transporting. Actually, I feel like these women were were put uh, in some kind of a transport ship and taken away, like out of the country. But gotcha. But anyway, that uh, that that's who took her and then who killed her. Mm. It's so sad. I will say that again, there were women there who recognized how young she was, who really tried to protect her and help her and take care of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it was a terrifying experience, obviously, but she did have some people watching out for her um, that cared, that tried to care about her, you know. At least that's something, huh? Yeah, because she was held for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, although all of her family has passed now, many of her school friends remember her quite fondly and still... um, Look at how adorable she was. Right? And still hope for some answer to her death. Yeah, it was very heartwarming to read one of the articles that I read. There were interviews with several of her school friends who just loved her dearly and who were devastated by this and who are still devastated by this. They're still friends to this day with one another and they still remember Shauna Farmy. Can you imagine how scary and sad and what a horrible shakeup it would be at that age to have something like this happen to a classmate? I I cannot. I that's terrifying. Absolutely yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Well, and, you know, yet again, just like we've seen so many times with these cases, they didn't give a damn. They treated her as a runaway at 12 years old. Well, yep, didn't even try to find her. And I she got to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been found. And I got to tell you, if she had blonde hair and blue eyes, they would have had the helicopters out even 30 years ago. You betcha. Such bullshit. You betcha. But, oh, I'm tired of this. (laughs) The traffickers, the people that were doing this stuff, they knew that. That's not who they were grabbing. Right. They were grabbing these kids. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, and women. But, yep. I. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's just really, really horrible. Her poor mom. I feel like her mother never recovered from this. And it just absolutely shattered her in every way. And she just could not. Couldn't keep it up. She couldn't. She couldn't at all. And she said that if she, you know, I never thought this would happen to my daughter is one of the things that she said to the police. By the way, um, Shauna's nickname was Twinkie. Lots of people called her Twinkie. Oh. And she went to Clark Junior High School in Anchorage. And so lots of her friends called her that. Mm-hmm. And one of her friends, Lena Austin, said if she were would be here right now, you would probably see how wonderful she was. And it, she was so devastated by her loss. She was a little dog. Yeah. yeah she really was. Yeah. Uh, I I do feel like from her death, um, parents started holding on to their little girls a little tighter. Yeah. You know, that uh, the danger that was being posed, especially in Anchorage, to these uh, young women, I think uh, this did put, put a spotlight on it, even, you know, without, you know, with very little uh, involvement of law enforcement to do anything about it. I still think that it right. helped parents a little bit to recognize the dangers that were amongst them and keep other kids a little safer. I, if there was any, you know, any blowback from this, that was a positive thing that would have been it. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is one of those cases that reminded parents that this is something that could happen. Yeah. It was a big wake up call. Yeah. yeah most definitely. Most definitely. Well, that is our case. Thank you for the read, Katie. Yeah. Um, you know, horrified by what happened to Shauna. Yeah. But I am grateful that cases like hers have 
you know, created some change and that there are some good things happening in the state of Alaska. Many, um, you know, organizations and police forces are just doing it themselves Mm -hmm. because we haven't had, you know, the kind of national support that we need and the kind of national recognition that we need on these things. And, you know, although she was indigenous, she was living in downtown Anchorage. There were no questions about, you know, who who should have been doing this investigation right or, right you know this wasn't a tribal thing or a res no. thing you know none of that it um, wasn't at all and yet her case was treated just as poorly as some of the others that we've seen mm-hmm. uh you had mentioned uh you know a senator from alaska that had worked on you know getting some of this like the Savannah's Act through that is Lisa Murkowski. Lisa Murkowski. Gosh, I could not say her name for I couldn't either. Right. It, it just showed yes. up, you know. I Thank put it in the order and at some point it will show up. So I it thought I'd write that out. She's she's worked harder than most uh on yeah. behalf of indigenous uh causes and, and issues. And so yeah, uh, more props yeah. to her. That is certainly appreciated, but we need a whole lot more. Yeah. Because cases like this should never happen. No, no. Yeah. Well, this is our Wednesday case. Yeah. So thank you for being with us all week. Tonight, we will have our uh, Wednesday night update. And I have to say, we have a whole lot of updates to share from multiple cases that we have been covering. So yeah, you don't want to miss that. Tonight Mm -hmm. at 7 p.m. Pacific, that'll be a live stream on our YouTube channel, uh, True Crime Paranormal. And then, of course, tomorrow night is the Psychic Hour, and it is the first Thursday of the month, so that will be Marching Orders with Katie and I. So we have a lot more great programming coming. Of course, those are both live streams at 7 p.m. Mountain, and you can join those over at YouTube. So just thanks so much for being here with us, guys, and for supporting this and for supporting what we're doing here with the MMIW cases. We really appreciate your comments. Your likes, subscribes, your shares of these cases. Please share and educate people in your world because that's what we're trying to do. It's just let people know that these cases exist and and how we can you know speak up for mm-hmm. those who have been ignored. It's it's time. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, well, guys. Take care. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks, everybody. Hi, I'm Christy Brower, podcaster and professional psychic. I have spent the last 14 years honing my skills as a psychic and a healer. I work on the Purple Ocean app. You can find it in any of the app stores. And I am available every day for video and chat readings. I specialize in pattern breaking, uh, particularly in relationships, but really in any area of your life. If you're feeling stuck and like you can't move on or you can't let something go, I am the reader for you. That is exactly what I focus on. It's what I love to do. I love to help stuck people get moving. And I've been doing it for many years and have been very successful at it and can do that for you as well. So if you are having trouble letting go of a relationship or a fear or a challenge of any kind in your life, come see me at Purple Ocean and we will do everything we can, me and my guidance system and my intuition and you, because it's always a package deal that we work together, but we will find a way to break that pattern for you. So come see me over at Purple Ocean and let's break your patterns.
If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.